Hi, I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. Join me every Wednesday for open, honest, and real conversations about change, transformation, and resilience to inspire and empower you. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find verified wellness professionals and holistic health resources at HealingWays. That's HealingWaze.com. Happy March. Spring is just right around the corner. I can feel it. I am hopeful, but I still can't believe it's been almost a year since this pandemic or pandemic has changed all of our lives in kind of a tidal wave sort of way. At least that's how it's felt to me. And I don't know about you, but I am so over this. And this week for me and my family has been really tough and and it's not even Wednesday. <laughs> My poor daughter, Daphne, who's just nine, has just hit a wall. I can't even imagine being a child right now, um, being stuck at home, in her case, being stuck at home day in, day out with just mom for almost a year. And I know that we will all get through this. And I know you know that. But that knowing doesn't make it easier. And that's okay. For me, I go from super productive days to days like yesterday when her and I just shut everything down, shut school down, shut work down, and we just both took long naps. And I don't know when things will feel normal again, but for now, every day I just wake up with the intention to go with the flow. I take it day by day. And for me, doing this podcast does bring me so much joy and helps me feel connected to you, the guest, or you, the listener, and my guests. And it also helps me feel connected to parts of me that I thought were lost at one point during this last year. And I hope it gives you those same feelings, joy and connection. You're about to listen in on my conversation with Gail Cerna, and Gail is one of the founding practitioner members listed in my online holistic health and wellness directory called Healing Ways. And boy, what a journey this woman has been on personally and professionally. Gail is a psychic medium, a spiritual counselor, and an intuition development teacher, and a breast cancer survivor. And in this conversation, we chat about her own spiritual and healing journey. And at one point during our chat, Gail brings up the fact or reminds me that she used to hide who she was, a self-professed spiritual junkie. Through her journey of seeker to teacher, she gained the courage to come out to family and friends as a professional psychic medium, and it changed her life. I've seen it. And I can totally relate to hiding parts of yourself or myself And I'm sure most of you can too. But now, more than ever, it's time to shed the fear and proudly embrace who we really are. If this last year has taught us anything, there's just really no time to waste. Every day is precious. It's a reminder every day is precious. And when you shed that fear and you embrace who you are and you let it shine, who knows what it'll help or who knows who it will inspire when you share your story. And in Gail's case, she now uses her gifts and her story to help others on their own spiritual healing journeys. You'll get a taste of that in this conversation as Gail loves to share her favorite practices to help bring joy into your day-to-day living. Gail's story is inspiring and proof that no matter where you come from, you can always change, grow, and be or do something different. Or in like, or in like Gail's case, Be your true authentic self. Just a little warning, in this episode, we do touch on the subject of suicide briefly. When you're not working on building your practice and and exploring spirituality and and learning to be a better teacher, what do you do for fun? That's a great question. Uh, Spend time with family. Like you said, go out into nature it's one of the ways I recharge, especially if I'm not in a good way in my head. Yeah. It's definitely a good thing I do personally to change my focus. Um, so that really is my favorite thing to do during the pandemic. There were a lot of other things I used to like to do before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to talk about those things since we're in the pandemic. 
Um, so definitely uh, hiking, walking, going to the beach, seeing a beautiful sunset. Um, I, I love uh, going to places around my area where I know I feel safe and I can go by myself. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a park near my house that has just a wonderful little vortex um, where I could sit on this cute little bench. And I think I've done some meditations from there on my phone and just uh, it allows me to kind of travel outside of myself. Um, and funny thing is I love walking around graveyards. Oh yeah, I do too. I love it. Fun. Well, A, they're safe. Uh -huh. I won't go hiking on a trail unless I'm with a buddy. Mm -hmm. So the graveyards in my area are in mountain regions. And okay. the mountains are right next to the graveyards, the two I like to go to. And uh, one of them has my parents buried there. So I like to, I, I don't need to be in a graveyard to feel close to my parents because I can talk to them anytime. But I love the energy in a graveyard. Yeah, and me too. They're, they're beautiful. They're like beautiful parks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's so I fascinating to, you almost feel a connection to these people you, just by their name and their birth date sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a cool feeling, even if you're not a spiritual person. I think I think you can still pick up on it for sure. Yeah, you definitely can. Yeah. So yeah. So you mentioned where you live. You live in the Los Angeles area, but you you live in Woodland Hills. Is that correct? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. So I've heard it's a beautiful area. You got lots of nice natural areas to walk around. Um, you mentioned the pandemic, and so I was going to ask you that because you are my first guest that's in the L.A. area, and oh. we've heard all about you guys all over the news. Um, what, is it, what is it like living there right now in January of 2021? I know you guys are still in a semi-lockdown situation, correct? Yes. Um, so first of all, I, I love my state. I, I think my state has so many wonderful attributes. What I'm sad about is how it's gone downhill over the past 10 years, even before the pandemic, with the rise in the homeless population and crime and some other things. Um, so I'm not sure what the answer is around all that, and I don't really want to get in a political discussion. Either. <laughs> yeah. um, but I do feel that a lot of that has contributed to some of the issues um, that we face with our insurmountable problems, which they really are insurmountable. Yeah. Um, and as far as COVID goes, knock on wood, um, I've been safe through the whole pandemic. Um, my husband has, my older daughter has. My younger daughter did get COVID okay. in college uh, back east. Mm -hmm. And she uh, cleared, she wasn't contagious. She had her health center checking out for her came home, spent a whole month with us, and we're all fine. She's back to school now. Um, so at this point, we pretty much know if someone who has experienced uh, COVID, um, ranging from all different types of symptoms that that people have had. So we, we just try to really play it smart and wear a mask and social distance and use kind of common sense so we can yeah. continue to be safe. Um, but yeah, you, you LA, um, hopefully, hopefully uh, it'll be, a, be getting under control this year with the vaccine. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you were saying that it's um, stopping you from doing a lot of the things that you like to do that you can't do right now. What are some of those things that you can't do? Well, we, we went to Solvang and we went to a little town called Los Olivos, which is like wine country near Solvang outside of Santa Barbara. And it was like a ghost town there. We were, we were able to get lunch and we were able to sit out in a park. Um, so in that way, it was a nice little family outing. But mm -hmm. we've been there before where it's been like wall-to-wall -wall people and you couldn't even find a parking spot. So it's kind of eerie. Um, we were walking around uh, one of the junior colleges in the area and not a single person was on the campus. In fact, I have a video on my film of on my, on my phone um, that I took just I don't I didn't post it anywhere but it was telling to me uh, you could hear a pin drop oh my gosh so weird college campus when normally it would just be middle of the day with 
not even being able to find a parking space normally. Yeah. So yeah. It is, um, I, I like that. Um, I think our air pollution's a lot better. Probably our ecosystem is a lot better because there's not as many people on the roads. Yeah. Life is simpler. I do like having my family home with me and I check on people who I know are living by themselves. And I've, yeah. got, I've got a handful of people that I know that live by themselves during the pandemic. So I, I'm constantly um, reaching out to them and checking on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard times for many. So yeah, I was going to ask you, how do you, how are you handling it? Like, how do you protect yourself from just falling into the muck of it? As we all can, I mean, we're just surrounded by trauma and fear and there's just, there's just so much. And even the, even though the strongest of us, or I wouldn't say it's strength necessarily, but those that have the most tools even, we still are, are kind of struggling a little bit. I was just talking to somebody yesterday and was saying like, no matter what we do right now, there is like an extra weight, like just a little extra even sometimes. Everything just feels a little harder. We just have a little less energy. So what are you doing to, to make it so you that can keep your energy That is a great up? question. There's a few things I'm doing. Um, first of all, I'm taking this time where everything is online yeah. to take classes of things that interest me. Mm -hmm. uh, so the fun thing is I've been studying with uh, psychic mediums from all over the world and just really learning and honing in on my craft because nice. it brings me so much joy. Um, so that's one thing I've been doing. The other thing I'll say, and this is something that people can do to help themselves, is um, we all have an aura or energy body with the energy centers, which are the chakras that go up the base of the spine. And the minute you're in communication with someone, like even though you and I are in the same room, we are having an energy exchange regardless because energy travels. So um, you should always clean out your aura and make sure your chakras are balanced. And you could feel that your chakras are out of balance, let's say, if you're overly tired, if you're overly sensitive, um, if you don't feel right and there's no physical reason, that's probably someone's energy that you came into contact with that comes into your energy field. And there's many ways to balance your chakras, and I'm just talking about the major seven. There's many more chakras throughout your whole body, including your hands that run up and down the spine. But just the seven. You can through like saying OM three times and focusing in on your thought on that chakra, like the root chakra is red. So imagine a lotus flower that's red. Chant OM three times. And then see the energy rising up. So it's got to start from the base all the way to the ground. It can't go the other way. And um, you can visualize color. You can use sound. You can do Tai Chi. Um, anything that moves the energy from being stuck in one mm -hmm. chakra or another. And uh, each chakra is um, known for having a special definition of what it controls. So you can even pinpoint, if you know the definition of that chakra, what chakra is actually out of balance based on the way you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, I don't want to get into a whole lesson because that's like intuition development 101. Yeah. But balancing the chakras are uh, super, super important. And um, the other thing I'll, I'll mention is we're in the 3D. This is, we're, we're in the, so... The earth is vibrational. We're vibrational beings living in a human body. We are multidimensional souls having this experience. And as such, um, if your mind is constantly rooted in the vibration of the 3D reality of earth, it is going to be crazy making for you 100% of the time. Yeah. That's where most of the people are rooted. So the creator gave us tools. God-given tools, we didn't come here without these tools, but we forget to like life's conditioning what they are. It's breath work to change your focus. It's meditation. It's prayer, going out into nature. 
uh, using positive affirmation statements, monitoring the awareness of your thoughts, uh, working on integrating your psychic senses with your physical senses. Those are all above-given tools. So if we really, really practice those tools, we'll go from the 3D existence into the 4D, which is like the way station. Mm -hmm. And heaven, heaven is all around us. If you can imagine this pinpoint, this is the pinpoint, mm -hmm. heaven. <laughs> We're like in a little shell. This is uh -huh. our shell. Heaven's kind of all around us. Mm -hmm. So if we get ourselves into that 4D kind of um, altered state in our mind, because it's an altered state in your mind, you're not physically going anywhere, you're practicing the tools. Once you practice the tools, get yourself into the 5D, that's the start of the angel energy. And it goes up from there from nine dimension nine on up. So the key is to work on your awareness of where you're feeling in your gut and your third eye, your crown in the moment, moment to moment. So if you're always anxious, you've got to do something to get yourself out of feeling that way and use those tools. The tools will catapult you to the way station in the fourth dimension. Once you're feeling more joy, you'll be catapulted into the fifth dimension. And that's where joy and clarity reside. So working nice. on that moment to moment balancing and really monitoring the awareness of your um, thoughts, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. our thoughts really do matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Emotional energy. And, yeah. and depending on what you're thinking, that's going to be your major awareness. And be careful of the I am, the I am statements. What are you telling yourself? Yeah. Are you telling yourself um, something that's really negative? Are you even playing thought forms over and over in your head? Like, what did you learn as a kid? Like, I'm not enough. I don't have enough money. Um, I, uh, it could be any, any thought form. So it's, it's kind of up to you to, Know where that thought form came from. Know what the thought form is and reframe the story. And then really work on not having it reattach yourself. Because we yeah. have like yeah. these cords that come into our aura yeah. and each thought form represents that cord. And you only want cords of love in your aura. As so this is something you are constantly working on, I gather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you have... You obviously, because I just kind of let you go on on a little lesson because you love to teach. <laughs> You're a teacher. So, um, so yeah, I want to talk about how you got, how you got to this point um, on your spiritual journey because you were the seeker. Actually, from what I understand, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you, you weren't very in touch with your spirituality at one point in your life. That is correct. Yeah, and so you have come from someone who's not even in touch with it to the seeker, and now you're the teacher. So what or I know, but I want... The mentor, yeah. Yeah, so I want to know, I want my listeners to know, because I, I kind of know little bits of the story, um, but what set this in motion for you? What personal, oh, I, I know a couple big, big ones. <laughs> So I'll, I'll just go back to the beginning if, we, if, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Um, and I'll fast forward so we don't take up too much time, but yeah. we'll get the point. Um, when, when I was little, um, my mom and dad went through a really bitter divorce. It was very traumatic for me as the youngest child being born into really a negative environment, unfortunately. And um, seeing my mom go through that trauma, I basically experienced, with, experienced the trauma with her. And um, from there, I remember questioning God, questioning the divine. And my dad's answer to me was always, oh, we stand on our own two feet. And um, there's really nothing kind of beyond. It's just what you see is kind of what you get. And that never really sat well with me. And then as I grew older, I have like a neighbor friend who was spiritually based. And she was like a big influence on my life. And I would always be asking her questions, but never doing anything about it. So fast forward to my late 20s, my dad unfortunately committed suicide. Yeah. He really wasn't happy in this 3D existence. His soul was not happy. And it was his life's path, and he chose that path, unfortunately. 
So to really figure out what that was about, because I'd gone through traditional therapy, I wasn't in my trauma mode anymore, but I was suffering. So therapy really helped me. I had to go to therapy. And then my friend goes, you know, you're probably at the point now in your life where you could see a psychic medium. The psychic mediums have different tools and therapists, licensed therapists. They complement each other. They don't take the place of one another. I go, oh, interesting. So she connected me with this psychic medium. I had three readings from her. The first one was so meaningful that I felt the energy leave my back on a physical level. And I stood up straighter. I felt better. And she had reached, she's what's called an evidential medium, which I am too. And she explained to me things about my dad that there'd be no way she didn't know me. No one told her anything. She couldn't research it on the internet. There wasn't the internet. Yeah. She told me he committed suicide. She saw the gun. She knew he smoked. Those were all really avid. She knew he had wow. something. She brought all that evidence through. And I was like, wow, I had a physical and emotional release right away that talk therapy did not provide for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so interesting. I really need to find out more about this. So I was really hooked after the first session with her and then just started, um, I think I asked her, give me a direction, how can I further study? And she turned me on to Hay House. And I started reading a lot of the books from the author's from that, um, you know, spiritually based publishing company that they're known for. And then synchronistically, one thing kind of led to another where I found a mentor myself. I got into psychic circles. Um, Fast forward to 2011, I came down with a bilateral triple negative breast cancer. And uh, it was a tough, it was a trying time. And, um, I realized I wasn't speaking my truth because I really was a closet spiritual junkie. Mm-hmm. I talked about it with people unless I felt safe to do so. And I realized that was part of my journey and I got sick because of it. I made myself physically sick. So um, I knew also through my psychic intuition and having other people kind of part of my care team to tell me, that I was going to be okay. It wasn't like a death sentence. I was like stage two. It wasn't going to be a thing. I was going to heal. So I knew it was a healing journey, and that really helped my perspective too. And that was a lot of my intuition that was coming into play to help me kind of navigate my way through like finding different spiritual practitioners to work with me, different doctors, um, things that kind of helped me not fear so not how to tolerate chemo and radiation, I guess, is what I'm what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So yeah, I've been I've been free of, of cancer since then. Um, nice. and I really do have my intuition to, to thank me for it. I feel that if your intuition isn't turned on, you are missing out because you are a physical being and a spiritual being. So you need both in order to succeed here on the earth. If you're only using the physical and the left brain with the ego, you're constantly being stressed out. You're overly anxious in your gut. You definitely are out of balance in your chakras. It's when you merge your spiritual, your right with your left, or your divine masculine with your divine feminine, and become more heart-centered. So that's the key. That's what helped me throughout really out my life. And gain more confidence, feel more comfortable to be who I am, and integrate it. And once I did all that, um, I realized, too, I'm a professional psychic medium, and I assumed it, became it, and my business took off after that point. Nice. Live in your truth. Yes. Yeah, you know, I remember when I first met you, you still weren't to the point where you wanted to put on your Facebook page what you did. You had a day job. Well, my personal still. profile, right. Yeah, you you had a day job. You still had a day job. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just were not comfortable yet just saying who you fully are, what you I do know. to help true. people. And now you're like, yeah, put me on your podcast. Let me talk about it. Writing blog <laughs> posts, shouting it from the rooftops. 
it's definitely a transformation for sure. Even since I met you just a few years ago, you, I, I definitely agree with you on that. It, yeah. it definitely helped me really assert myself, set my boundaries, speak my truth to other people, yeah. um, not let other people um, do things that are unkind to me. Yeah. Things what do you like think, what, what do you think was holding you back from telling people? Was it people close to you that you knew would put all kinds of judgment on the title of psychic medium or spiritual counselor? Um, was it something within yourself? What was holding you back from? Oh, I cared a lot about what other people thought. Yeah. Which is definitely an imbalance in your uh, chakra system. Oh, okay. If you care too much, that means your heart is off balance. Um, Heart center is where we hold all the compassion. So like nurses, doctors, people who have helping positions are usually um, heart centered. But if you are always worried about what people think of you, your heart centers definitely needs to be balanced. Yeah. And you know, and I know, I know a little bit about the chakras and I know that trauma can really throw off all your chakras, but it it can definitely um, affect your heart chakra. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I was there at one point too, just a lot of different times in my life. And especially when you're not dealing with the trauma, that feeling of caring what everybody thinks about you or being nervous to share aspects of yourself. Uh, Yeah, you're right. They do really show up. I didn't think about that. And there just was no one around me that was spiritually based. And so my mom had no understanding, even though she was an earth angel, she had no understanding of what it was to be spiritual. She definitely was a light worker without that, without that knowing or understanding. Um, So it just wasn't a framework that any, a lot of my close friends and family who have known me for years had. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm glad that you're living your truth. I think it's helping you grow uh, in in yourself, not only just in your career, but I've seen you grow as a person in the last few years, just from like shedding that kind of a layer of shame, not, not that you were ashamed, but I mean, I, I understand this too. It's when I first said I wanted to go to massage school, that sounds so mainstream, right? <laughs> Compared totally to psychic, totally but still, I got all kinds of flack from my family. Like huh. massage, what? I mean, but this was you know, eighteen years ago or so. So it still was more of like a non-professional type career, and I I felt a little judged, and I didn't want to tell everybody that I was going to school to be a massage therapist. And interesting. Once I finally went, you know, I don't care. I don't care that my dad wants me to go to business school, whatever business school is. I don't know. That was <laughs> always go to business school. I, I don't know. Um, and I That's definitely wasn't. Because you're, you're so business oriented. Well, yeah, but I'm business oriented because I found something that I love to bring out. Well, that you businesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've grown as a person as I, as I embraced that and said, I don't care. Massage is a very legitimate career mm-hmm. and it brings me joy and it, and it brings me income. And the same with what you're doing. It brings you joy. It helps a lot of other people. It's an income income source. I'm so happy that you can freely talk about it. You have an awesome website now. You oh, have thank you. media pages. You're talking about it all the time, and you just I'm get brighter, brighter and brighter every time you do. Um, so I want to go back a little bit about intuition, because you said intuition was one of the ways that you, I think, I heard this correct, that you got through or completed your healing through the breast cancer correct. experience. Just by following your intuition, is there more to that? Like when you say you used your intuition, what what did that mean? Uh, to use your intuition means that you're using your psychic senses 
um, to bring awarenesses to you that your physical senses might not have. So you're actually tuning into the divine energy or the creator, whatever label you want to call it. Some people use God. I say divine energy or creator. Mm -hmm. So you're really tuning into that aspect of your higher self's wisdom and your higher self always knows what's best for you and helps you to stay on your path and helps you to really make those sound decisions so you don't veer off your path. Mm -hmm. So when you're going down any kind of medical journey, you really have to have an understanding of, am I picking the right doctors to help me? What kind of outcome am I going to be having from it? As an example, uh, I want to stay, when I found out what my diagnosis was after seven tests I took to fully find out, I really wanted to stay at my local community hospital. I felt comfortable there. I could, it was practically across the street. I was going to go to the general surgeon. My husband wanted me to check out a UCLA uh, Breast Cancer Center because they're known for treating breast cancer there. And he wanted me to see a specialist that he got the name of. I fought him on it, fought him on it. We went. I had to collect all my tests and labs. It was a pain in the ass. <laughs> went for the appointment, and she, the doctor, the head doctor, freaked me out. She made me cry. I really didn't want to be there. He forced me to stay with her, and I really feel it was because of her that uh, I am have been cancer-free all these years later, she was so skilled, even though she had a terrible bedside manner and made me cry, she got out every ounce of breast tissue that I had. It was determined from some x-rays I'd had um, later. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was pretty skilled on her part. If I would have stayed with the general surgeon because I felt comfortable, and I even felt bad that I had to call his office and say I'm backing out. I felt bad about that. <laughs> It's not about, like, you, you can't feel bad when you're trying to make a decision about which doctor is going to treat Oh, you. no, never. When it comes you to health care, never. never. Yeah. So, so the thing is, is the whole thing really made me really anxious and nervous. But it with my husband's health and strength and my intuition that told me UCLA was the right place and to stay with this doctor – no matter what her bedside manner was, that I, my intuition told me this was going to bring me the best result. Oh, okay, so after you had that first encounter and you were really upset, you kind of went back and thought on thought about it, and I, just... I prayed about it. Okay, I prayed about it, and um, we 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 all have a psychic property that's our dominant psychic property. Um, you have all the psychic properties available to your disposal, and you can use all of them, but whatever one is your dominant, if that's the way you're going to get the answer, um, you just have to trust and know that that's coming from that dominant psychic property. So, like, I hear a clear audience, I know, um, I feel in my gut, those are probably my three strongest ones. And um, I, I remember having a really strong knowing that even though I didn't like Dr. Chang on a personal level, that she would really be the doctor that I needed to stay with. Um, and I just remember kind of praying about it. And I remember waking up and just in the morning knowing that I was on the right path at that hospital. Yeah. But when I switched and gone to the other doctor, um, I don't know what my breasts would have even looked like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. And I've heard horror stories. So I'm so happy that you found a good doctor. She, she worked with other professionals that she turned me on to that put me back together again. Nice. So um, I think I really did get the best result having yeah. it be yeah. kind of a kind of surgery setup versus can you imagine just going to a general plastic surgery? <laughs> no, when you first said that, I was like, please don't end this story with you, with that you went to a general plastic surgeon. Please don't. So I'm so happy that you followed your intuition. That that did help you for sure. Cause I've heard I have heard horror stories and it can if you get a bad surgery, 
it can haunt you for a lot longer once the breast cancer is cured and everything. So I am so happy that you, that you had a good one and you didn't have to deal with all that afterwards. Um, so back to the intuition question, I, cause I want to know more when I want everyone else listening to know more, um, you know, you hear people say all the time, follow your intuition. And people ask me, and I am not an intuition expert by any means, so I'm going to ask you. <laughs> around people enough who are, so. I, yeah, but I don't feel like I can answer this question. I'll sometimes wing it, <laughs> but what does it mean? Like, how, So people always ask me, and I'm going to ask you, how do you know it's your intuition? How do you know it's not just you saying, sure, I'm going to go this way? What makes it, what makes it different? How do you know? Cause everyone's like, well, how do I know? I, in fact, I have a friend dating right now. And it's like, so just go with your gut instinct. She's like, what does that mean? Okay. You'll so know. Your friend is an example. <laughs> yes. Let me use her as an example. That's, that's a great example. Okay. Um, so the number one skill people have, the number one psychic property for most people is feeling the psychic receptor for feeling is in the gut and the psychic receptor looks like a big cone that kind of comes out from each center. So, um, this, so it comes up and out and that's where psychic information is kind of disseminated from and where it's coming in. So, um, if we use the psychic senses of feeling in the gut, she's dating this guy And if she wants to know if he's the right one, she has to quiet herself through the breath because the breath is the focal point where you change your focus from the left brain to the right brain to gain the the wisdom. And she has to really try to quiet herself from doing some yoga breaths and then tuning into her solar plexus or her gut area and, and have his name in the forefront of her mind and she can sort of kind of see how she feels about him mm-hmm. now that her mind is kind of more quiet. And, and if she feels anxious or out of sorts, he's probably uh, more research needs to be had to see if he's the one. Mm-hmm. If she feels like happy and at peace, at peace is a good word. Mm, yeah, and yeah. Chances are she's down the right path. Mm-hmm. But if it's okay. the opposite of being at peace in the gut, then she should not make any rash decisions. And she needs to give it more time to have this personality uncover in front of her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a feeling. It's more of a feeling than a thought. Um, you're knowing... Is the is kind of those those random occurrences where you get information it just kind of pops into your head and that comes from the crown psychic yeah. receptor and um, knowing is another one people have that's pretty common and you just kind of know it and it kind of came from out of nowhere but you know it wasn't you because it was an original kind of a thought. And it can get mixed up with clear audience or clear hearing, which this is your psychic receptor center for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and mediumship usually is clear hearing where you're talking to, like having a psychic reading is perceiving the aura. Um, doing a mediumship reading is communicating with your spirit support team and your guides. So it comes from a different place. And you always want to visualize yourself linking up through the psychic receptors linking up into heaven, surrounding yourself with your guides, your angels, even if maybe you don't know who they all are, and we all have several that we work with, which include angels, ascended masters, deceased loved ones, they're all kind of mixed up in there. Yeah. And if you go through training as a psychic medium, you'll uncover who your spirit support team is, and you'll have a firm awareness of when they show up to help you. But you can still get help, like you said, even if you don't know who they are. Oh, totally. Just knowing that it's a, that it's available to you, and that sounds like that was one of the things that really helped you through the death of your father. Yeah. Um, 
So it was using your, it was tuning into that, knowing that you're not alone was like super helpful. Getting deeper into your spirituality um, helped you through the death of your dad and not just the death, but the suicide. I mean, that's just like a whole nother layer of your grief. Yeah. Tragedy is just terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And then using your intuition to pick the right doctors next, make the next move helped you get through the whole process of cancer treatment physically and spiritually. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. And then now here you are teaching people about it yourself, (laughs) helping them get through their stuff. Do you have any last words of wisdom before we um, hang up or anything else you wanted to add to this conversation um, to help everybody listening? Because we all need help right now. (laughs) Yes, I I do. So a lot of people want to know how they can feel safe around the energy. Yeah. A thing people have a question about. Um, And, and uh, basically what, what I can tell you around that is whenever you're doing any kind of psychic work, you always want to set your intention on love. So if like, let's say you're feeling out of sorts, or you're feeling a little wonky, mm-hmm. allow yourself to feel because you never, there's a misnomer in the metaphysical community that says, Oh, um, your thoughts always have to be on the positive and you always have to line your, you can't allow yourself to feel. I believe you have to allow yourself to shed what you're feeling and the only way to do that is to allow yourself to feel that you're feeling sad or nervous or upset about something um and then once you kind of come out the other side and you're feeling better then you can go ahead and um practice with your psychic intuition um and the other thing is that you need to know is there's energy all around you at all times but you do have free will and the final say on any energy that's in your aura or energy field. So there's different things you can do. We talked about it in the beginning about balancing your chakras. Mm -hmm. Imagine um, closing your chakras. If you're in like a toxic environment, it's just the mere thought of thinking that you want to close your chakras and they kind of close up and you can leave like the, um, the root and the crown a little open Um, You can visualize your aura not being such a bright white light, and you can visualize it kind of coming in more around you, almost like a dimmer switch that an electrician would put up in your house to dim the light. Mm -hmm. So that visualization about your aura. Mm -hmm. Um, And the main thing that I feel helps me, the number one thing are, I say prayer protocols, because I'm... I, I know a lot of famous psychic mediums come from the mindset that, uh, oh, where spirit is, there's only love. And I do believe that on a conceptual level, but we're human and we're in the third dimension after yeah, all. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of not love out there around us. So prayer protocols really help twice yeah. a day in the morning when you get up. Um, also uh, at night before you go to sleep. And what I mean by prayer protocols is um, – a lot of people have heard grounding into the earth is the key. So visualize roots going deep into the earth. Uh, visualize your grounding cord going into the crystalline core of the earth. See the white light kind of coming in your aura and cleansing your aura. Anything that's not in your highest and best good, send it up into heaven for healing. Surround yourself with a beautiful golden bubble from heaven three times round. If you want, you can envision Archangel Michael's robe of protection. You can envision deflector shields going up if you really need that extra added protection. Um, And you can do that for a while, twice a day, in the morning before you get out of bed and at night before you go to sleep. So you'll have a a safe night's sleep feeling protected. Yeah. Yeah. So so a lot of people use the Lord's Prayer. That's a perfectly good prayer if you're Catholic. Mm -hmm. Or let's say you've been in AA, their prayers are excellent. They're all Mm -hmm. different forms of prayers of protection. Yeah. Um, And I even do, if you want to subscribe to my website, I send you a little video I did demonstrating prayer protocols. Nice. Okay. Highly sensitive people. Um, So that's, that's what I would say. And just, just know that if you're also using drugs, if you're drinking alcohol or any substance abuse issues, even smoking cigarettes or e-cigs, 
Mm -hmm. um, that's causing negative energy to be in your uh, field. Yeah, it's just numbing. It's 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 hindering that whole feeling the feels first part of it as well. So really, um, trying as hard as you can to get help to maybe break those um, yeah. habits. And I know that during the pandemic, I mean, I'm not one to talk. I mean, I I kind of fell off the wagon eating. I'll be honest. <laughs> So I'm not to, laughing at you. I am laughing with you because I know what you're talking about. <laughs> sugar, sugar is as bad of a drug as as pot or uh -huh. or any of the harder drugs beyond pot. I mean, yeah, they say it's like heroin, is what I've heard, and I I believe it. I mean, I've never done heroin, but <laughs> I've done lots of sugar. I've done lots of sugar. <laughs> And I've really got to start pulling myself back. And I like the way you're doing the detox challenge. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yes. And I'm thinking about that. I'm good. thinking about doing it. I just haven't gotten there in my head yet. That's okay. So, you know, your intuition and your psychic development can help you with any challenge you've got that way, too. If you want to quit smoking or lose weight, because the thing that's the hardest is kind of getting started. Yeah, definitely. And you get started when you're ready. And I think that's probably part of following your intuition. You, if you're, if you're tapped in, you do know when it's time. I mean, I've been saying intuition. I need to get off. The, yeah. Cause I've been saying for this whole pandemic that I need to stop eating so much sugar and it's taking visualization is yeah. the key. Like if you can visualize yourself being losing 10 pounds and watching the self-talk and also the sabotaging emotional eating, Based yeah. on what you learned as a child, that's like a huge thing. And I, one thing I did notice is when I get out of sorts, and I'm human and I do get out of sorts, I'll be the first to admit it, but I do have these coping tools so I don't stay in that for too, too long yeah. before I recognize it. My positive affirmation I say, and anyone can use it, is um, I love myself and my higher self loves me. Yes. So immediately that stops me from the spinning thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of mirror work, bless Louise Hay. Yeah. She was really big on mirror work and affirmations. Yeah, and so that, that means for anyone that doesn't know what mirror work is, you look in the mirror as you say the affirmation, and it just adds another just boom, power boost. <laughs> yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah, so you do a lot of that. I've heard you mention that before. I need to get back okay. into it. I like. I really like to doing that. Yeah. So I love myself and my higher self loves me. And I'll repeat it again. And a lot of people have trouble saying that. And a lot of people can't look in the mirror. It's too painful. It's so interesting. I used to be that way, so I can totally empathize with people. But I've gotten to the point where I pretty much do it daily. And when I'm in a funk, and last night I was in a huge funk, and I got up and I did my work. I did my work and I felt better in the morning. Nice. I, I cleared my aura. I cleared my imbalances. Um, I did the mirror work. I used the positive affirmation statements, and um, it, it did make me feel better. Nice. So there's, there's always a good reason um, to compliment, like, spiritual tools with talk therapy and never, ever feel like you should always feel like if you feel you have to go to talk therapy, please go. Please go. Nice. Nice little PSA. Thank you, Gail. Because I, I concur, definitely. It's <laughs> it's a necessity. And any any kind of help that you can get, you know, people try to just go it alone all the time. And first of all, you're not alone. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know you're not alone. <laughs> and secondly, but you need people here on this earth to help you as well. We can't, we're not meant to just be super independent all the time. We can be independent and we can be interdependent. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and I just Thank wanted, you. before we go, give yeah. Healing Ways a plug. If I you can, what? Can I give Healing Ways a plug? Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> so, so I love this community. If you're listening to this and you're a holistic practitioner, or spiritually based practitioner, um, this community, hands down, is like the most supportive, and I've been in a few, and I dropped all those memberships, and uh, the only one I ever care really belong to is Healing Ways. <laughs> Thanks, Gail. Yeah, well, you are one of our original member 
Rivers. You um, also, if anyone here is listening and wants to learn more about Gail, um, you can still catch the old episodes that I used to call the Holistic Healing Connection, and Gail's on one of those. Um, I don't know what number because I don't have it in front of me, but you <laughs> listen to those, and we talk more about this kind of stuff, and I think... Gosh, I don't remember. You'll just have to listen to it. <laughs> um, Gail, it has been awesome chatting with you as usual. And it's it's great to learn a little bit more about you on a personal level as well. And you are an inspiration. You've gone through some big transformation. And you're just proof that no matter what age, no matter what you believe at one point, you can always change. Oh, thank you, Amber. You're so sweet. Oh. I, I know Louise Hay was in her 60s when she formed um, Hay House. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty she sweet. one of my role models, can you tell? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> I love her, though, too. So, awesome. Well, thank you, Gail. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Gail Serna. Are you wanting more joy in your life but don't know what to do to get there? Does anxiety run your life? Gail can help you find peace and move forward in your life through one-on-one work or in her intuition development courses. She can help empower you to make sound decisions, gain clarity, and navigate the twists and turns of life. She also has a strong personal passion for helping people heal the grief associated with the loss of a loved one. You can learn more about Gail and all of her services at soulscollective.com. Dot com. That's S-O-U-L-S collective dot com. And there's more contact information in the show notes. Hey, thanks for listening to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. If you have your own inspiring story that you would like to share, please go to my Instagram account at the Dragonfly Mama. Send me a direct message and we will set it up to chat. In the meantime, have a wonderful week and we'll be back with a new episode next Wednesday. Take care.